it's elite POV. Coming live to your area on twitch.tv. We are your number one place for everything in the world of all elite wrestling. And just remember, when you're with us, you'll always be elite. Yo, it's clear to see when you open up your feed that ain't nobody better than elite POV. We bring the heat to your screen every week cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. So understand every time that we speak that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. Our three letters is all you'll ever need cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Elite POV, where it's a sausage party, and you know what that <laughs> Torn means. Torn fight, baby! Yeah, it's like all guys night out. <laughs> sort I of. am your host, Phil Cataldo, but you can call me Philium, and as you see, we are missing one person. We are as missing you see, a we're ugly tonight. We're, we look hideous tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jackie's on the show this week. She is traveling for WrestleCade. And, of course, with Thanksgiving in the States, she's with her family tonight. So no Jackie this week, but she will be on the show next week to talk all about her experiences and her adventures at WrestleCade this weekend. If you see her at WrestleCade, say what's up to her. Say hi. Snap a picture. Jackie is live in the chat right now. If you guys are watching live at home, make sure you say what's up to her in the chat. Miss you too, Jackie. And I am alongside the King of Talk Style back from his Disney vacation, hey. Anthony DiStefano. There he what is. is going on? There he is. Back, broken, busted, and not to be trusted. I am here with no he money. He was working on that all week. Literally, <laughs> what's funny is I saw Enzo in Disney World, and it's very fitting because I left, the end zone? With, I, I left there with no dimes. I am broke <laughs> as fuck. So I'm back. I'm excited to be back. What an episode to come back to. 20 minutes of fucking promo that just had me sweating and taking clothes off. It was insane, but we'll get into that, but it feels good to be back. We miss you, Jackie. And uh, I get to do our show. This is like our first official yeah. show with Kyle that I'm doing. That's How was the like Disney the, hoot? It's the intro. Disney was fun. It was very long, long days, like 13 hour days <laughs> of just craziness and lines and people you and did everything, right? You did like, the whole thing i did it all i did it all yeah it was the um nookie? did you do it all for the nookie i did not get any nookie in disney world yeah. um, no. <laughs> the kids are there no no i did i don't i had a lot of cookies though so uh. <laughs> and that third voice you hear is the canadian prince who is not celebrating thanksgiving because they don't do that in canada mr kyle masters what is up well hold on we do it in canada we just we do it like we don't do it we do it a month earlier no, they, it, it's called apologize giving because all they do is fucking apologize. Sorry, I'm sorry. We I'm do sorry. it right though because we, 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 we don't say sorry to each other for I'm three just, hours. I'm just gonna say we do it right. <laughs> we keep Halloween and Thanksgiving the same month, so we have a month break until Christmas. You know what I mean? That's the proper way to do it. You gotta you give it a sufficient break in between holidays. Just saying. But anyways, yeah. what's going on, everybody? Yes, I'm rocking the Jamie Hater shirt again. Haters gonna hate. I just went and created while we were watching Dynamite tonight. Created my own shirt. Can't reveal it yet. I'll make it a surprise and I'll reveal it on the show when it does ship. 
But with everything like backed up right now, I don't even know when it's going to get here. It said shipping between it said I will, I'll get it between December 7th and 28th. No, I'll let's say you'll get it between December or March. Yeah, December <laughs> or next enough. next Christmas. So yeah, so, it, it, so pro wrestling tees uh, shipping is what you basically mean. So it's pretty much the same thing. But Ant uh, kind of teased it before, and I, and I definitely want to jumpstart this show by talking about the promo segment, 21 minutes of fire, heard around the world, kept getting better and better and better. Ant, you're the CM Punk guy, along with Kyle, but you weren't on the show last week. So I, I definitely want to get your thoughts on how great it was to start off AEW Dynamite with that surprising promo segment. It was um, definitely something I thought was going to happen, right? You're in Chicago. It's CM Punk's home turf. It's the loudest crowd. They're rowdy. And you needed something to really jumpstart, like, the night. It's a big night. A lot of people are watching. It's right before Thanksgiving. How do you start to show off hot? You bring CM Punk out in his hometown, and you let MJF and him get on the microphone. I was surprised at how long it went. Because in my eyes, I'm like, okay, they're probably going to do like a five-minute thing here. Next week, they'll hit it again. They literally just fucking unload on each other for 20 minutes. And MJF is is the best talker in pro wrestling. And there's no way you can you can even discredit that. And even as a punk guy, like MJF, his shots, they just were so great and so snobby and asshole-ish. And he plays that perfect heel where he brings up stuff that we've said it before that you really don't think people will bring up. And then I thought punk was like taken aback by it. But then the CM punk that we all remember came out the CM punk, that shit talk. He wasn't happy to be here. He was literally on the microphone talking shit. Like I thought when Eddie Kingston and punk went against each other on the mic, I thought Eddie Kingston got the better of it. Right tonight. I would call that a draw and not Jackie. We miss you. <laughs> draw, but we, um, we saw MJF go hard, and we saw Punk almost revert back to the guy that we remembered seven years ago. We were like, just give that guy a microphone and let him go. It was perfect. There's a lot of WWE hints in there. I know, like, the the marks for WWE, like, you can't do anything All without... the drones coming. Yeah. Like, coming. But CM Punk spent most of his career there. A lot of, like... That's where CM Punk rose to the level that he's at is because WWE. So, of course, they're going to reference his past. As they should. They should reference everyone's past. I mean, and they didn't did shit the talk thing. anybody. They didn't shit talk WWE. They they literally put The Miz and John Cena over. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for Punk to even bring up The Miz because he hates The Miz. I mean, when he said that, I'm like, God damn, that shot was like, that was a good shot. Um, The Cena thing, the Triple H thing. It was just perfectly executed with a little innuendo for the smart fans. But even if you weren't a smart fan and you didn't know what's going on, you're like, God, these guys are throwing daggers at each other because like not many people knew that MJF's on the Rosie O'Donnell show when he was four. You know what I mean? Like there's little hints in there. Like it was just fucking beautiful. And when it ended, I was like, can we get 20 more minutes, please? Like, can we just... I'm sorry, QT. I know I'm like the leader of the QT Marshall fan club for the Monster Factory, <laughs> but like, don't even have the fucking matches. Let these guys talk. Right. And I know that, uh, Kyle, I think you were saying it while we were watching it live together. Like, AEW never starts with a promo segment, they always start with a match. They so, like, how do you transitioning. feel? Transitioning. 
Yeah, they have been. They've been switching it up. But I mean, when's I think this is the first time they started with a promo. Definitely the first time they started with a promo segment that was twenty minutes. I uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, it wasn't last week that was the was it last week? The no, it's the week before the celebrate. No, yeah, it was last week the celebration. The oh yeah, you're right. They did start with a promo, with but that, like. Yeah. They're hitting like they're I think they're just they're not. I don't think we should get used to it. Kind of well, like they, WWE does it on a regular. This they one said it, though. But Tony Khan said he's going to be switching stuff up. And if fans don't like it, he'll always revert back. And mm-hmm. I think this is what you're seeing is the more I hate to say it, entertainment side. Well, of. Well, things, I was going to say if it warrants, know, if it warrants yeah. it, like these two things were warning. It was Hangman's big time and big celebration in his hometown. And this is a promo battle that everyone's been waiting to see since CM Punk step foot in aw back in august people have been waiting for this that's why i tweet i'm like this is what everybody's been waiting for and it's happening right now in aew so the reason i'm thinking that they went full tilt and they went full 20 minutes is because this match is happening in two weeks at the, the the long island show so they're gonna have like another like brawl or something next week and then bam it's gonna be announced next week that the following week on dynamite mjf and punk are gonna go one-on-one do you think that he, because of some shenanigans that MJF would win that match? I think MJF beats Oof. Punk. I, I think I think Punk doesn't need a win. MJF obviously doesn't, but I really truly think MJF is going to be the man to take the belt off Hangman Page, and um, I don't think it's going to be Danielson. I think mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be MJF, and I think they're going to start building that with him beating Punk, and then they're just going to ride it all the way to him. Then calling himself the best in the world and all that. You, you could just do so much more with MJF winning than you can with Punk winning. Punk wins, you're kind of like, okay, Punk's back, you know? But we, we don't care about Punk in the title. We know what we want it all out. We want Punk versus Omega. That's the match we want. We want the best battle for the best in the world. MJF can win the title there. Like, you could have so many big matches that, you know, we could have with, with Punk not having a title. And I don't think Punk needs a title. Right, I think Punk himself is is a draw. It's an entity. Like you're gonna tune in to watch him wrestle anyway. Just as like I don't think Danielson needs a title right now. So I think MJF is the next champion, and that's why he's gonna beat Punk. It's gonna be the biggest notch on his belt. Like it's gonna be the thing. Like I'm the guy who beat CM Punk when he was unbeatable when he came back. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. It makes the most sense. And plus, maybe this is a. It's not a one-off, so even if Punk loses, this is a feud that they give for a couple months. It'll be the like first that. like real yeah. feud that Punk has had in yeah, the Yeah, I mean, Punk brought it up in his promo, like that MGF, all he does is he wins with help, right? And what if this is a time where, he again, he does win with help again, and then that leads to them feuding continuing, and then it leads to some sort of match stipulation where MGF can is not going to get help at all from anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, that- eventually, eventually, we have to get the MJF Wardlow thing. That has to happen within the next like eight months. You know what I mean? Because it's just been building up. They've kind of eased on it too, though. Yeah, like, they've been going up and down. Know, it's Wardlow, like they bring it up Wardlow one week wasn't and then with them tonight. Like, yeah, that's yeah, weird. yeah. They they've been doing that for like the past year. Yeah, there's so. there was like instances during the COVID era that they were teasing yeah. mm-hmm. it, but like they never go through with it. It's like they tease it and then we kind of forget about it. So I don't know if there's. Uh, a plan for that. I, I assume there's a plan eventually for something like that to happen, but I think it's going to make wait for the right opportunity. That maybe when MJF does win the championship is that's when Wardlow turns on him. 
So that'd be cool. We'll see. Right. Um, really, you know, the future of the company, right? Because you go Hangman, MJF, but hell, possibly man. Wardlow. These two went extremely, it caught everybody off guard how extremely hard they went in at oh each other, God. bringing up every reference imaginable to their to both their their entire lives, like MGF dissing him about his UFC career, Punk dissing him about being in the Rosie O'Donnell show and saying, like, you, I know you had a poster on of me on your wall. Like, bringing up all this history between the two, and it was just perfect. It was so spot on. And The they, thing I like about MGF, though, is he leans into it. He's like, yeah, I had a poster on your wall, but now I don't. Like, you suck yeah. now. Yeah, like He claps yeah, back. He's good at clapping back. Yeah, It's funny because, like, it felt, and again, it does feel like Punk is like the hustle, loyalty, respect guy, right? It yeah. does feel like he's in that Cena position. And my favorite Punk promo besides the pipe bomb is when he was talking to Triple H and he said, I want the old you. Nobody wants the new you. The new you sucks. And that's exactly what MJF was saying. I got a question. So I love that they have little like Easter eggs throughout Punk's career that they kind of revert back to. Now, like, I think that's beautiful storytelling. So you think it's because when CM Punk was cutting out all these famous promos and, and during the time that when he was, he became known for being excellent on the mic was during a time where he legitimately didn't like being in the place that he was in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that all came from the heart. Now that he's in a place that he loves to be in, mm -hmm. I don't think he really has that fuel to, you know, this is a, like a new, a new territory for him. He's got to write and think of promos that are yeah, against the guy he's with. He's not doing, yeah, he's not cutting promos. Society, though. Like the straight edge society. He yeah, was but they crazy. weren't as good as his, his run when he hated the company, when he's cutting promos against the company well, that we were against fair. him. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I agree with you, but it's easy to like stone cold, Steve Austin, that gimmicks easy. You hate your boss. You hate your job. Welcome to fucking the real reality, right? We all go to work. We hate our job. So that's an easier thing to speak on than to talk trash to someone, especially on MJF's level, because his wit, I think a lot of times punk can outwit people and make them sound like an idiot. And I think with MJF punks outwit it. And I think that might be the first time I can say that punk is outwit it. Like punk's usually the king of comebacks. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can throw something at MJF that he's not going to throw back at you. Yeah. Yeah, you you can't outwit MJF, especially no. right now. It, it's just it's not a it's not possible. That's what you think. It's and, gonna be a know, good nod when he let when because I, I believe you both of you that MJF's gonna be the the one to pin Punk, and that's like a big that's like a big approval from Punk to have his first loss in AEW to a guy like MJF, who I'm assuming Punk sees a lot of himself in when it comes to obviously the promo work because they just both. Went extremely hard at each other and both hit a brick my, wall. My two, my two. All right. So I want to hear everybody's favorite line from the promo. I'll give you two for me. MJF saying, um, your finishing move is go to sleep. But judging by the bags under your eyes, you need to go oh, to sleep. Man. Love that. And then when he was like, for someone who's straight edge, you sure do look like a meth head. Mm -hmm. That was bad. I was like, oh. I I liked Punk's line. I, I don't know the quote exactly, but he's like, yeah, I, I fall, but I get back up. But the only time you win is when you get back up. 
And I was like, fuck, that's such oh, like yeah. a yeah, good yeah, yeah, fire yeah. ass line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's line like a was like a rap fucking verse. Yeah. Dope. yeah, exactly. I thought he was going to be like, everybody from the 3 1. I was getting yeah. hyped. <laughs> but, um, dude, I'm telling you, that promo is something I'm going to get off this show. I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch. And I love this evolution of punk. Like he said that the plans were bigger for him. And we're starting to see it. First off, the Eddie Kingston feud that was built in like four days was fucking flames, right? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, my God, look, Punk's kind of back. And then they throw him right in the MJF. Like, that to me tells me that now, like, the training wheels are off. Like, you had, like, a little bit of time to learn to ride the bike again. Now you're now it's time to race the bike, you know? And I can't wait. I mean, there's so much good in this company and you have these guys like MJF and the pillars. And I love the Britt Baker line because how true is that? Like we talk about these pillars of AEW, the most popular young star is Britt Baker. And she kind of gets not grouped as one of the originals, but she was the face of the women's division mm-hmm. from day one. She is a pillar. She's so the first I love woman punk- signed to AEW. Yep. yep. Punk brought that up. It was now, Jackie in the chat saying her favorite line was, the only time you'll be on top is if you wait for Tony Khan to have a daughter for you to marry. <laughs> a diss to Triple H in its own right, too. Mine has Jesus. to be still be that I was selling out Madison Square Garden while you were marking out on Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> God, man. It, these guys are incredible. They're amazing. Definitely a highlight for the week. So if for whatever reason you were listening to us and haven't gotten a chance to watch Dynamite, it is a must-watch to watch those 21 minutes of absolute fire. Now, the match that I want to transition to next is a match that left Kyle a little sad. And that is, of course, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. I see Kyle messing with the graphic on Twitch. It's funny. (laughs) Uh, uh, So Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter in the second round of the TBS tournament. I'm going to start with you, Kyle. What did you think of the match? What'd you think of the ending? Obviously, great match, man. Thunder Rosa is like this. she says it, didn't she say like Chicago's like her second home? Like mm-hmm. the crowd just absolutely loves Rosa in Chicago, and it was a good match. It was a great match. You know, I'm I'm thinking of thinking of the finish. I'm like, hey, if Hater wins, how is she gonna win? As soon as like uh, Reba was distracting the ref, I'm like, oh, okay, here it is. Britt's gonna like Brick's gonna cause the win for Jamie Hayter and that's going to that's going to piss off Thunder Rosa and then they're going to feud even though like I still think they're going to feud now because of what happened but now the way it works out now it's like okay so is are they planning to do a break off is 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 uh Hayter going to go off on her own because that's what it looked like it at the end it seems like it yeah yeah um sucks guy was so hyped for her to win I thought this was going to be like the upset of the tournament and they were going to swerve everybody and I'm still happy that it's still going to work out the way it's going right now because the, the, the semifinals look absolutely fiery. We're going to have... You don't have to worry about it. My girl, my girl will handle it. I was going to say, we have, we have Jade, and, we have <laughs> Jade now and Thunder Rosa, and then we also have like the other matches happening. So, like... Oh, man. Yeah, we have Nyla versus the winner of Ruby and uh, Chris Statlander, which Ruby and Statlander take place on next week's Dynamite. Yeah, so... I, I, I'm all right. She's going to bounce back. Hater's going to be... I think the storyline's bigger for Hater, yeah. right? Like, I don't think she was going to be the first TBS champion, but I think this is a way to develop her and give her more of a backstory with the with the feud with Brit. So I'm in for it. Like, Hater could be the, 
the in between until Rosa gets to to Brit. You know, maybe Jamie. It'll be a bigger. Yeah. It'll be a bigger spotlight on Hater than her just winning a tournament. And you're like, oh look, she won. Like to have her at odds with someone that she was like the security guard for. She was like Brit's like bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Every great story with a bodyguard. Ends with the bodyguard eventually beating them. It's going to happen yep. with Warlord mm-hmm. and MJF. It happened with Diesel and Sean. It's mm-hmm. going to happen with Hater and Britt. And I think that is something we have to be patient for because, much like Jade, Hater's a little bit better in the ring, I do think. But I don't think the fans are ready for her to be champ. If you, if that makes sense, like they're not prone to her. They don't know her like they know a Thunder Rosa or a Ruby Soho. Like, as much as I want Jade to win, I don't think they're going to put the belt on Jade. I think Soho's winning the whole tournament because it's a recognizable face for your TBS show. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. It's 100% what I think. I've been saying it from the beginning. But as a match, thought the match was incredible, like Kyle said. I think that I see people in the chat talking about the Thunder Rosa pop in Chicago. The Thunder Rosa pop anywhere. Like, the phrase Thunder Rosa pop is like a phrase in wrestling. Hard hitting Because she gets cheered. It was yeah. a great match. Yeah. It was great. great it was awesome. Great spots, right? It, it, it just, Thunder Rosa has chemistry with, like, almost anybody, right? And maybe it's because she has her own, like, wrestling school and she runs her own um, independent pr- uh, promotion, all-female promotion with Mission Pro Wrestling. And maybe that's why she's used to kind of having to wrestle with people of all different levels of experience. But I don't know. I do like, I do like what the professor brought up, Monty. Hater was always on the edge of the brick group. She didn't do the DMD finger yeah. pointing. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't like drink the Kool Aid. She didn't buy into what Britt was selling. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's always been that kind of animosity there. Again, like the little stuff like that is what AEW does so well. Like a little thing like not doing this can lead to a feud. Like that's yeah, what I fucking yeah. love about. Do you think I fear? And I, it's a, it's a horrible fear to have. Is if they do this split, don't forget about Jamie after that. Just because she's not part of the whole Brit faction, they can't really forget her and let her get lost in the shuffle. Because that'll—that's an easy thing to. Did get you done. hear the crowd tonight? There no, was rival were, chance. Yeah. There was rival chance. I don't think you can forget about someone who gets cheered like that against Thunder Rosa, who's maybe one of the most popular stars on your roster. They were getting, let's or Thunder Rosa, let's go hater like back and forth. So I think, I mean, they listen to the crowd, and that's what I love. If you react. To someone, they're going to push someone. Look at Eddie Kingston, like prime example, right? Is this a case, though, that this is just Chicago? If this was in like Virginia or Kansas City, dueling chance in in a smaller market. But I get it's it's all about how you build this, though, because now fans have seen that people like Jamie Hayter, not a shot at wrestling fans. Wrestling fans, a lot of them are followers of trends, right? Mm-hmm. That trend now is Jamie Hader's cool, or throwing so, a belt back into the ring. Nah, yeah, yeah so. we'll get we'll get to that. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so something else was kind of announced tonight that I want to get your guys' opinions on. Uh, on January eighth, Battle of the Belts is happening. It is a Saturday at seven p.m. Eastern, which is a shock. Yeah. We all assumed that it would prompt it would just be a dynamite episode, kind of how mm-hmm. Grand Slam was. Um, so I think it's really cool that it's moving to Saturday. Uh, and what do you think about this decision by AEW? I think I I think I mentioned this that when they announced it, it was going to be one of those four special events that TNT will be running for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's going to be Battle of the Belts will probably happen every January on TNT. The Arthur Ashe show was probably going to be another one that mm-hmm. gets moved. Um, I, I thought all along that this was going to be like one of their mini pay-per-views on TNT to start the new year. Um, I love Saturday night shows. I'm fucking hyped for it. We can do a, a post show afterwards, which is even better. Like I get excited for that. Well, show. you guys can. Yeah, you'll you'll because I you'll work be, in the morning. That would be tired one of the boy. shows that I'm tired. Boy is the but, worst. Tired but, boy is the worst. Um, I, I I battle of the belts is so much fun. Like I always loved night of champions when it was done properly and they weren't like feuds that you knew were gonna you know shock us you know and they have shocked us like with um winter is coming they shocked us omega beat moxley on tv you know what i mean it wasn't a pay-per-view like so i'm i'm fucking all for the title matches i do think we see a couple title changes i think they start a whole new kind of direction with that show and I'm very excited for it. And Jackie's literally gifting subs to ourselves. So thank you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, Kyle, the question I have for you is, do you think that this is going to be an AEW-only event? Because the graphic only showed the AEW champions. Or do you think that they bring in, you know, like an NWA or MLW or some of these other companies to kind of have dual promotions going? Well, I know it's not going to be New Japan because that's Night of Wrestle Kingdom 2. I believe it's night okay. two when they have the New Japan versus Noah that night. Um, it's interesting that it's on a Saturday. They've done all special dynamites and special rampages on their respective nights. This is the first special show that's on a different night that's not a pay per view. Saturdays are always known for AW's pay per views. The fact that this is a special event show and not a pay per view, but they're treating it as a pay per view makes it that much more bigger. So you're in your in between. So you got like your regular show. Then, like, a little bit above that, you have your special shows, like a Winter is Coming, a Bash at the Beach, etc. And then we're going to have, then you then you would have your pay-per-view. But now we're getting another sliver put in between that with this Battle of the Bells. Because A, being a Saturday show, and it's a 7 p.m. start time. So, this is going to be a big show. Um, no more BS. I'm curious. No more BS. They didn't mention time-wise how long it's going to be. I'm curious to see how long it's going to be. Is it going to be two hours? Are they going to go like one extra hour just for this? Is it going to be hours. three hours? Um, yeah. and it's interesting. So they had the graphic of all the champions on there. So you can only assume that every belt will be on the line. Um, now, in saying that, I'm thinking about it. That's probably going to be Brian Danielson, Hangman Page that night. So that's, that's what I'm thinking they're building towards. Yeah, um, We're I also... Mean- the TBS title is that going to be decided on that night? They said the I'm TBS for the title. Belts. No, it's in Newark. TBS it's on, be the on the fifth. Okay. On the, on the, okay, they did yeah. decide that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so in Newark. I'll retract back here. Now thinking about it, now the women's title is that going to be Thunder Rosa and Britt? Because I can't see Thunder Rosa still. I still think now looking at the tournament, it's almost certain it's going to be Jade. Jade's going to be the first TBS champion. I don't know. I think Ruby Soho is. It's Ruby Soho. Oh, Ruby Soho. Okay. I, I love Jade. So. Right. If, like, go I, if Jade wins, that, I can't. I, I'll mark the fuck out. Right. But if you go by the way the company has booked titles before, mm-hmm. it always goes to kind of the no, veteran person. Only Re- Riho was the Riho. only one. Yeah. I was mean, he, But remember Riho. It's remember, gonna be Nyla. I was. No. Remember Riho. <laughs> Nyla's gonna crush everybody. Kenny. When Kenny used to book the women's division by himself, and then Tony took it over. So this is different now, right? So Jericho winning, then you had 
SCU winning, who are veterans, and then you had Cody winning the TNT title. So I think that if we follow that, it all makes sense that it's going to be Ruby. She's the biggest star left, right? Because she came from WWE. She had a bigger name on the indies. And then Jade will win a belt eventually. There's no rushing it. See, I can see them also doing Ruby because I remember the fans were screaming for her to be a woman's champion in WWE, and she never got that, right? So this is probably also like, we're going to make you a champion if you're coming here. In every interview, Tony Khan talks about Ruby Soho. He always puts her over to the moon. And I just think that it makes the most sense to make it Ruby. She could work with the division and similar to the way where I know Cody lost to Brody. And then he ended up getting it back when Brody got sick. But remember, Cody passed it to Darby. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what happens here where Ruby has it and maybe she loses it to a Ty Conti. Right. Maybe she loses it to a Statlander or Jamie Hayter or someone like that. And then they and then we keep it going. But I think it starts with Ruby. Yeah. I, I think I think and listen, I'm the biggest fucking Jade Mark in the world. <laughs> I don't think the TBS titles for Jade. I think Jade's gonna win the main women's title will be her mm-hmm. first title. I think she she might be the one who beats Britt Baker. Like No, I still think that's Thunder Rosa. I don't maybe know. Maybe she beats Thunder. Maybe Thunder Rosa beats her in this tournament, giving her her. The first story's loss. there for Thunder. As, <laughs> and then a year later, it comes back. Jade beats Thunder for the title after Thunder beats Brit. Brit, Brit, and Thunder is like <laughs> Hangman and Kenny. Like you know, you you, we, we all know that Thunder. Thing. The end game is going to be Thunder taking yeah. it off. Brit. You want to hear the beautiful thing about this? In about 50, 60 days, there's going to be a lot more women's talent in AEW. Um, they could buy for titles, right? Maybe, but potentially. Be- now it's going to happen. I know he's got the an eye on one. He's got an eye on one. The, the beautiful thing is we're sitting here talking about multiple people we think could win, yep. where maybe last year this conversation's totally different. And the only thing that's changed is experience. Because other than adding Ruby, they haven't added anybody new from outside mm-hmm. The companies like yeah, this new wave that the Taya Valkyries, the Ember Moons, the you know the CJ Perrys like yeah, they might come in. Um, I think fucking Lana is basically a lock to come in as much as Miro mentions her. But um, they besides Ruby, they haven't brought in anybody else. So this is literally just them taking their time and booking their women's division the proper way. So all the people who hated on it last year. Jump aboard now because it's fucking. How awesome. are you not aboard now, right? Like, if you are still not aboard this women's division, I don't know what you're watching because mm-hmm. it is on fire right now. If you look, you 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 zoom out and you look exactly at what this division is doing right now. Yes, we can all agree that there should be more women's matches on Dynamite, Rampage, etc. The women's division right now is stacked for AEW. They've built up all their homegrown talent up, and they've incorporated and, and the, the newer talent is, into like, it. You still have great talent that's on dark. Like Kiara Hogan to me, yeah. that's someone that could come up and like be a major player for you. And Some of the Joshis too. Yep. She's kind of lost in the shuffle, like she said she is. But that's what happens when you join a company when they already have storylines kind of going, right? Yeah. You're not Aki Ito ever wants to move here, she'll be the most like popular star in the women's division. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And like there's gonna be big names. Like we're 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 seeing the big male superstars names leaving wwe like they're hitting like they are literally telling us like kyle o'reilly's oh coming, he's coming right 
if, like, if tonight it, didn't prove it, they, it, you can clearly see that it was like a buy time segment. Like, yeah. hey, what what can we do until Kyle gets here? Okay, like, best friends, get in there. Go make fun of Undisputed Era. Do the little hoop thing. With, <laughs> with Kenny being off TV for, you know, a long time, and with them saying, oh, the Bucks aren't cleared, like, all right, like you said, Adam and Bobby Fish are going to be there, and they're basically telling us. And then we could transition right to that promo because I thought that promo was fantastic. And my favorite part was when uh, – Chuck Taylor does doing this or whatever, doing like the bird. Yes. Like, Sorry, not best friends like you guys doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Like, I, But see, this is what I've said week after week. AW exists in the real world. And yes, legally, they can't say Undisputed Era. Legally, they can't say Triple H or John Cena or whatever, which is weird that they got to say The Miz, but whatever. I just don't but, think Well, they said Miz. They might... They might be okay with just Miz because I, I'm pretty sure Darby B has the Miz. Oh, it's like yeah. stuff like that. But like, <laughs> I, I think it's think, cool that I even though they Mike can't Mike Mazanian say, has the Miz copyright. But who knows? Because they said hustle, itself. loyalty, and respect, and I have to he, doubt that Darby does not. That's, ha- they I have mean, to you have can that. Say it. You could say you can't print it, right? Yeah, That's what a copyright is. But like, I think Mike Mazarian or whatever his name is has Miz copyrighted himself. Because he used to call himself that on the real world. Yeah. So I think he probably took that and copyrighted. Who knows, man? WWE loves to own your real name. So, so Ali in the chat saying Miz was on Dancing with the Stars is the Miz. Yeah, oh, okay. WWE. It, it's a WWE it's thing. An agreement. It, it, yeah. yeah, they. This is similar to how whenever the Bella Twins do anything, they're still the Bella Twins because everything kind of goes through them first. So it's it's like they're lending the Miz to Dancing with the Stars. But yeah, even that backstage promo was great. And, it, you know, we teased an Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy standoff, which I know Ant's not excited about because he hates sunshines and rainbows and Orange Cassidy. Oh, my God. Well, well I think this is perfect, though, because this <laughs> I think the Bucks being injured right now is a per, it's, it's I'm not trying to say it's a good thing that they're injured, but it's a good way because then you can bring in a Kyle O'Reilly and then they can play off that. The Bucks come back from injury going, who the hell is this guy? Well, it will, it's a way to turn the Bucks and Omega face yeah. right when they get back and make the elite popular as a face faction again. Um, but you don't know, right? We're sitting here saying that. But what if Undisputed Era joins and then Cole turns on them and then Owens is here and now here we go with Mount Rushmore. Like, Maybe. we know, I mean, I'm 100% certain Kevin Steen is coming. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't, right? Now you have like Gargano, who just was like, "All right, yeah, give me one more week on my contract." Like you could have. He knows he's got nothing Gargano. left to do in Derby. Owens, but Owens, there right now. He has nothing left to do. Owens has nothing. Owens has accomplished. He hit his ceiling, right? He's peaked. And if he he's wants to continue that, wrestling, then you leave the company. He he's hit that Chris Jericho when Chris Jericho was leaving. Like you're in important segments, but you're never going to win the big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when Jericho's like, I got to go because I want to win the big one. I want to be looking be... for eggs, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't, even, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that company because I don't really watch it. But um, any uh, who's going to be the big surprise that winter is coming? Ed says, uh, Wyndham is coming. Possibly, yeah. Winter, winter is going to change to Wyndham. I mean, that's smart because like look what now like they're already pr- like they're promoting his 2022 schedule right like they're like companies are like indie companies and stuff are promoting okay we can book Wyndham now 
to almost scream. Yeah, he's like, starting you know, to announce like meet and greets and stuff. Yeah. Like I saw one in Albany, and it's in like March. They're starting to announce. So he's getting back out there. He's he's starting to go back into the wild. So wherever he signs, whether it's AEW or the rumored Impact, it's gonna happen. There's no Listen, way. Here's my thing. All right, we're gonna sit here and talk about ratings and making money. I don't think Impact can afford him. Let's be real. Impact draws like 150,000 people watching their show. Yeah. Wyndham, Bray Wyatt was just got out of a million dollar a year contract. You're not going to pay him that. I mean, I don't think Tony he's also Khan's a big pro wrestler, by the way. He loves pro wrestling. So it just it screams AEW. We, he just screams and, and AEW. I, he he to me becomes. So they're starting to do it. You see it a lot with Malachi Black that mysterious character who cuts vignettes in the back. I cannot imagine a world where Wyndham Bray Wyatt has full creative control over his character. It is going to blow our minds. Mm -hmm. In my eyes, this is, you know, everyone compared him. Oh, he could be the undertaker. He could be, this is his time where he could be that entity that is, is, you know, always brought up as the best character of all time is if he has creative freedom, he could become the greatest character in pro wrestling. Right. And, and I know, I know a lot of people like myself, you stop to think and be like, could Wyndham be on the same roster as a Malachi, given that when, you know, Bray had that character it's very similar to what Malachi is doing with the whole spooky character thing. But I just told myself in my own head as you were saying that we don't know if Wyndham is going to be the fiend or if he's going to be cult leader Bray Wyatt. I love he keeps the saying, cult leader is my favorite. He keeps saying cult of Wyndham, right? He keeps yep. saying that on social media and stuff like that. What if he goes back to that cult leader of the Wyatt family type of stuff? You know, you could be a cult leader and you could have that alter ego where you fucking bring out the monster. Like, yeah. it, there's, believe me, him and Malachi are talented and creative enough to not cross. Yeah. To make it too. So I'm not worried about that at all. Um, and fuck, you never know. Maybe. I mean, maybe... it already happens, right? We have Adam Cole and we have Budge on the same roster and they yeah, coexist. Right. <laughs> pretty much the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much almost the same guy. And they coexist. And everybody in the company is either Cage or Gage or Page or. Yeah. <laughs> so they're fine. They'll figure it out. He knows now, he'll get. I don't want to. He's, oh, ahead, he, I was just going to say, he's a creative person. He loves showing his art. You're not going to get the views on your art in Impact, unfortunately. Yeah. Your eyes are on AEW now. AEW is the hottest product in the entire world right now. Why wouldn't you <laughs> go to... Sorry. Jamie Pop. I got that pop. I got that yeah. pop ski too. But who, who, why wouldn't you want to go to AEW where you can show all this, so your creative talent? And, and, that, and that's what I think too. And I know it's unpopular, but... Ali, I can agree with you. Braun Strowman, Adam Scherer hasn't been anywhere. And I think he comes... I think Dakota Wyndham is going to be Eric Redbeard Rowan. It's going to be the Wyatt family. And it's going to be what Bray wanted the Wyatt family to be. And I think it's going to be fucking beautiful. And again, Braun Strowman doesn't have to be a main event talent for you. But he, you could utilize him and showcase him because at one time he was the hottest act in pro wrestling. Like it, love it, hate it, leave it. It doesn't matter. Everyone was saying, get these hands. We all had to get these hands shirt. So the guy has talent. He has 
watchability. It's just, let's see what happens if you put these guys in a dimension where they can create themselves and they can be monsters. And I'm for and a team. Be creepy. If they want to be together, if they have some, if they, they put their minds together and they want to do something with the house of black, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. the, the cult of Wyndham and they combine and they're just too like, Mo- like these two monsters that create these insane promos together. Oh my god, man! The money they're gonna print. That'd be great. I, yeah. from I, that. I just want the feud. I want black the feud. First. Yeah. And 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 to be honest, I know like to me, I love Wyndham. He's been my top five. He's he's in my top five because his character work. I don't think when he gets in the ring, I don't think he's put on five star classics. But the I thing I can say about the ring. AEW is the storytelling. In the yeah. ring. Thank you, Kyle. Exactly. Is that you could have this guy create stories inside a ring that you weren't going to let him tell any other company mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who aren't the greatest wrestlers, but man, like this, like to me, Cody Rhodes isn't in the top 20 wrestlers in that company. But when the story's right, the matches are better than some of the guys who are better wrestlers because of the story. Him versus Dustin, one of my favorite AEW matches of all time because of the story. The match, move for move, there wasn't anything that you're like, holy shit. You were just like intrigued by a story. So if these guys are coming over and if you see, you know, the Undisputed Era to circle back around, right? I feel more comfortable with them in this kind of company where they can dictate what they do. It's a good sell for the mm-hmm. company too, because then you got you sell your company on we have the best pro wrestling in the world, but then you know you want to grab that other side of the audience who appreciate storytelling and would love to see storytelling in a ring. You also have that for them as well. So when you combine great pro wrestling, great storytelling in a ring, you have pun intended an elite company like mm-hmm. AEW, and that's why it's it's the hottest company in the world, regardless of what the drones want to say on Twitter and regardless of what the haters want to say. AEW is the hottest company in the world right now. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. By and, far. and you know, bringing up Malachi, let's let's transition right over to the main event, which was FTR oh. Andrade in his trunks, which was blowing Kyle's mind. <laughs> yeah, I've never into. heard somebody talk about trunks more. It like, just threw me right the off. Way felt, the way I felt about CM Punk wearing the long boys, where I'm like, what is he doing? Is exactly how Kyle was talking about. It was during picture in picture, because I'm like, oh, Black's in the ring. I'm like, wait, that's not Aleister Black. Or that's not Malachi Black. Who is that? And I thought, like, someone jumped the ring, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's, yo, maybe, that's Andrade. Maybe, <laughs> yo, maybe Andrade's transitioning to the House of Black, and he's getting tight, <laughs> and he's going to start fucking painting his face and shit. <laughs> that, yeah, was his test. Like that. <laughs> that was his test. That was his test. Yo, listen, he didn't pick through a breakup. We have Emo Andrade. Leave him alone. Guy Guys, halfway through the ring, halfway through the match, I'm just going to rip my pants <laughs> off. He don't need to be on Tinder. He's just showing the thigh meat now. He's he might be single, you know. He he needs a new queen. He, yeah, he's because, putting himself out there. He needs a new queen because Burger King put, you know, <laughs> cheese on her whatever. And she's vegan, you know. No honey mustard on her side. pants ripped, so he took them off. I I don't know he what's going on with that whole story like, though. I've with my wife, and she says, "Well, you have other pants." I'm just I'm just confused about that whole story because like out of the it's rumors, and you know Ric Flair is nuts right now. There's rumors say that he's for sure going to be an a, he's going to turn up in AW any day now. No, so, not happening. We'll see. Yeah, like, he did. He, he came out today. Out those feelers. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen today. He came out today and says he'll never go back to WWE as long as Nick Khan is still there. Yeah. 
don't, I don't give a fuck what Ric Flair does. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Here, breaking news. You, you're telling me fuck. you don't want to see Jay Lethal and Ric Flair going to another argument again? <laughs> no, because I got it once, and now I don't need 85. I, I need that round two, man. I need that round two. Skin and saggy tits. I don't need the I need him to thrust at a ringside girl one more time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're not lying. Um, Listen, the last time I, I can make any girl Flair, cry, including that fat one. <laughs> <laughs> it was when he was in the Offset video, and I'm like, oh, shit, Ric Flair's cool. <laughs> and it lasted, like, two weeks, and that song fucking got played out, and I was uh, like, okay, fuck Ric Flair. I know. I'm just just playing. But now, so the match, the main event match was FTR, Andrade, mm. and Malachi Black versus Cody and Death Triangle. So, Kyle, we have a lot of thoughts about this oh. segment, including... The stuff with Cody Rhodes in his belt, oh, you had a lot to say while we were watching live. So I'm, I'm going to start off with you, Kyle. What did you think about the Cody Rhodes belt stuff? How did goons at ringside? Like, I know Chicago was a hot crowd, but damn, they were gooning it up in, like, the like the front row there it, during this match. Like, they were, like, they're doing, like, Olay chants and trying to start a wave. I'm like, what are you doing? These two, these, this is, you're, you're seeing, like, the most epic match that WWE wishes they could do on TV. The AEW's giving it to you here in the main event. Y'all are chanting mm-hmm. ole, ole, and doing the wave. And then we got the whole throwing the belt thing, which was so stupid. It is so dumb. Especially a belt. That's like a, a belt's different than a t-shirt, okay? this is let's, let's just put that out there. There's no comparing this to the one-night stand incident because that was a t-shirt. This is a belt, and you hit Aubrey, of all people, yeah, who had nothing to do with this whole thing. And I love how Andrade threw the belt on the ring and said, yeah, that's it. Where I think he was just legitimately pissed at that. And yeah. he threw the belt under the ring to end this. The thing I didn't like is that Cody went and got the belt back. You should have mixed it. as a performer, that crowd was fucking going nuts. And you need to feed into it because everybody but wants Cody to be a heel. But it's everybody during a match. That, Cody but you're supposed to, to pay attention to the match. You're not supposed to pay attention to Cody. But, but everybody people are doing Cody insane move. These these wrestlers are putting right their now? bodies. How mad are you that Cody threw it? How mad are you? How mad? I'm mad that he went and got the belt because it's I'm, ruining. I'm, exactly. Do you let me you finish? Mad? Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm saying I'm mad at Cody because mm-hmm. the wrestlers in the ring who were actually creating an, an insane match was getting sidetracked, and the crowd was not was was sidetracked. Because of it, because of what Cody Rhodes was doing when you were supposed to be paying attention to the match. Shit was happening in the match that had legit, that that made sense for the ending of the match while Cody was doing that. Yeah, so you booed Cody. No. Yeah, but it, it, I don't it, like that it, Cody it's taking away either. from the match. Everybody wants him to be a heel, so he fucking heals it up. And I don't agree no, with if what you're not gonna, If you're I'm not going to go fall on heel, don't do that. Leave but the belt under the ring. That of it. That's what he's trying to do. And Aubrey Edwards tweeted, by the way, uh, Cody always says, don't freak out if the belt comes back, but at least aim at the right person is what she said. Like, yeah, you, you fucking horrible throw, Chicago. No wonder why your quarterback play sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. But it's just, it's just one of the things for me, and I agree with Kyle 100%. In well, AEW, the wrestling... <laughs> the wrestling comes first and yes if it was cody in a singles match and you're trying to get the other person over and you're doing all this stuff fine but if you have ray phoenix doing death defying stuff and malachi doing all this cool stuff and ftr and like you i want to see it i want to pay attention even for me all my favorite guys are on one team on one side 
all I kept thinking about was the crowd and thinking about where's the belt going now and wh- what are they lo- – the whole crowd is looking to the right because they're looking at Cody picking up the belt or looking to see if they're gonna the person's going to throw it back on the other side when he threw it into the crowd a second time. And then you have to have, like Kyle said while we were watching live – you had Alex running around the outside trying to get the crowd up to pay attention. And it's like, yo, that's not what we do in, a- in AEW. And Chicago should know better because Chicago is the best mm-hmm. crowd. And if Cody was in the and ring, hold on. Not, if Cody not, was in the, the ring, if he was in the ring, not at rate, if he wasn't on the other side of the rope and he was in the ring, fine. That's part of what was going on in the ring at that time. But the Can fact that he was on the other side. Again, when is Ray Phoenix not doing something that's like... <laughs> Like fucking insane. I want to watch it every week, though. I don't want to see it one week and then say, okay, I already seen this. I don't want to watch it the next week after. I don't like that he did it, right? But I'm just saying, if this is the character he's going for, there's a time and a place. But if everybody's clamoring for him to do stuff to keep getting heat and then he does it, I can't be mad at that. I'm I'm more mad at them for throwing the fucking. There's a time and place. place. There's a time and place. Like Phil said, if this was one on one. That's your warrant. That's where you do it. You don't do it in an eight-man tag match with some of your best professional wrestlers in your company and taking away from the match. Yeah. The fans weren't paying attention to the match, though, so fuck the fans. Because Because of what Cody did. (laughs) Whoever tries to start a wave, the wave has nothing to do with what Cody did. That happened after the belt throw. (laughs) Whoever starts trying to do a wave is a moron. Yeah, especially watching an AEW show because there's so much going on that you have to pay attention. There isn't going to be a rest hold for two minutes straight, right? You're going to see something you've never seen before. Or you're going to see yeah. an Shame on everyone in the front match. row. Shame on all you guys. The first three rows there, shame on all you. They're all doing it. Shame on it's, all of it's them. It's people trying to be the show instead of being a part of the show. We get you want to cheer. You, you want to do all that stuff. That's amazing. It adds so much to the show. But there is a there's a line and you can't cross it. Don't become distracting. Exactly. Go do that. Go do that in WWE. There's a company you can go do that in. Go do that in their company. They don't give a fuck. Go do it over there. Exactly. You got to think that like I, I get that Cody throws the belt. Once they threw it back is when again Cody shouldn't have thrown it until he was back in the ring, right? And it was just his time. He hits his body slam and he throws the belt, right? But I just think that the crowd should be more responsible for that. Like throwing a belt back is just, it's just the kind of shit that you do fault. with Cena. They're both. But like, but like you said, like Cena, they threw a shirt back, like throwing a belt back. God forbid. What if you missed and you hit a kid in the front row with a metal what belt? What if a cut Aubrey's head and they had to stop like, the match to fix her head? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, yeah, they don't give a fuck unless you chant AEW CM Punk, then they care. I mean, I, I tend to think Chicago is an overrated wrestling crowd. Um, I know that they're rowdy, but I don't think they're the best wrestling crowd because to me, a best wrestling crowd is one that's really in, in like they're in the action, this. into the action, paying attention. Like Japanese fans to me are the best wrestling crowd. They're not going to be the loudest, but they're going to tell you everything that fucking happened in that match. So that's how I judge wrestling fans. Um, I just think they're both at fault. And I think if Cody's going to continue down this track, it's a dangerous game to play because it, it he's not John Cena. <laughs> like, as much as he wants to be him, I don't think he has the charisma of John Cena. I don't think he has the promo 
ability to to turn a crowd like John Cena does. I think he's a great promo, but I think once people hate Cody, they're just going to hate him. It's not going to be a split. Let's go Cody. Cody sucks. It's just going to be Cody sucks. Like, so he's yeah, playing but, this I dangerous mean, game with his career. I mean, the, the the one thing that we should definitely talk about is how incredible the match was besides all the shenanigans, right? We see some, oh, man. just some great action from, from everybody. And, and, you know, it, it, it's one of those matches where going in, it had so much anticipation, right? So much hype behind it. Cause you're like, man, these, what eight guys are all so goddamn good in the ring. And, and I think that even with all the bullshit, it's still delivered. It was still an incredible match. And the surprising thing, Andrade gets the pinfall mm-hmm. and gets the victory and the, and, and the, the heel team wins. So do you do you think how how much longer do you think this feud goes? Do you think that maybe this does lead to FTR getting those belts off the Lucha Bros or something Yo, like Puck that? And, Puck and Andrade can tag team all they want, man. I want to yeah. see those who go at it like two on two with other people in the company. Well, I man. think pa- those Pac's are... going to go after Cody now. Yeah. If I saw anything from that story, which is beautiful because Pac's kind of like a face now, mm-hmm. it's that Cody super kicked Pac yeah. by accident, but. The whole can they coexisting? How do you get Pac to be elevated to an even more popular star? Put him against Cody Rhodes. So I think that's going to happen. But like, I want to see fucking Andrade wrestle Pac every fucking night that they wrestle. Like, I just want to see it over and over again. Ray Phoenix is a walking video game. Um, Malachi is great. Like, I want to see Malachi in a in a feud though with someone that can go like him. And like I want to see like where he cuts. We haven't like got to see him wrestle. The- yeah. We haven't got to see him wrestle. Like Cody is, a is, is I say it all the time. It's a hundred percent overproduced WWE style. There's always collusion. Arn Anderson's always in the ring, falling down, doing stuff like <laughs> that's down. a Cody match. I want Malachi in a wrestling match, like a wrestling feud. Just let him go ring the fucking bell and see what happens. I would love to I'm see sorry. Malachi versus jungle boy. Like, a feud like that, like give me that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Arn Anderson just in the ring, falling. Down. Well, it's fucking every time Cody wrestles, there's an Arn spot. Like every hey, time. We're, we're, so for people in the Twitch chat and for people who are listening back on a podcast or on YouTube, so, um, we uh, the obviously in the main uh, event, right? It all goes to shit. The belt stuff, the. FTR gets in the ring and then it's Arn and, and Tully and then uh uh what's the Spanish dude uh Andrade the name that uh, comes out with Andrade oh. he comes oh, in oh, and he gets thrown he in the him? ring and then Alex and and Ant goes this is how you can tell it's Jose. a match, yeah. bro. there's 47 <laughs> things going on like Jesus Christ well, and that's why listen so again Kyle I was just playing the devil's advocate like I get why Cody did it but I get why you hated that he did it but. It's a Cody Rhodes match. So, of course, all the attention needs to be on him. Right? Like, that's... So in that moment co- of the match, though, it didn't need to happen. It does, but I know. I know. But you're... It's Cody Rhodes. So, that's what he... Oh, everything has to be collusions and convoluted. And everything needs to be on him. And it needs to be that's a, a bigger story. It, that's just how he how he is. And we have to get used to it. I don't agree with it. I don't think he should be in the ring with... And, it's not just hate on Cody Rhodes. If anybody that did that, if it was if it was someone else that did, I would be shitting on them right now. If it was Penta like, that was doing me, it, I'd be sitting like, here shitting on Penta. But because Cody me, did I, it, I have less of a problem 
with Cody doing that than I do that you have Arn and Tolly in the ring again. Oh, this God. is like the third time in the fucking row. No one's throwing a punch at each other. They're just doing the old man. They can't shuffle. have a match. They have to do this. this is the only thing they I can don't do. Give a fuck. Then put them in the bingo hall and let them do that. Like I, I like literally not even wrestle in a bingo hall. Like just put them in the bingo hall and let them fucking <laughs> go at it there. I don't need them in the ring. All I don't need Arn Anderson in the ring unless he's pulling out the Glock. If you're gonna pull out the Glock. You're cool. But then Arn didn't know where to go. He's shuffling all over the place. Like, it's like two minutes of Arn looking like a fucking offensive lineman. I'm like, what is happening? Hey, he's a coach. <laughs> get, get out. Get out of the ring. Get out of the fucking I ring. I just want to see him and Mike too. Ditka go one-on-one. There's one Blanchard I wanted to see in AEW. It wasn't totally. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, So one last thing before we get out of here. Um, So we had Danielson versus Cole Cabana. And the match was what it was, right? It, it wasn't the greatest match in the world, but it was still a really fun match. But the thing that everybody's talking about, and I want to get your guys' opinion on, is so Danielson said he's going to kick everybody's fucking head in. And not only did he do that to Cabana, but he kicked the tooth out of his mouth. So, Kyle, what did you think about him kicking the tooth out of his mouth and then holding it up as, like, a trophy? That was insane. I can't, like, I knew, like, the boot shots. Like, whenever he does that, where he holds your two arms and he does the the the, the boots to the face, is like he's kicking your head in. Mm-hmm. I, that's it, It's a hard-looking move, but this time it literally must have connected really hard on Colt because uh, the camera zoomed in on the mat and, and it shows Brian picking up a piece of his tooth and then they go back to Colt and Colt's literally, they got at the perfect moment where he's spitting out a tooth and it's, like, landing yeah. on his lip and I'm like, oh, my God. He literally, he legitimately kicked Colt's tooth out, and that's just it. Just adds more of this vicious, badass side to to Brian Danielson. This is just it keeps building and building and building. This is so perfect for this build that's gonna lead to Hangman's match, and it's gonna as soon it's gonna be like it's gonna be that moment when when uh, Kenny and Brian squared off in New York and the whole crowd went nuts. As soon as that bell rings between Brian and Hangman, it's going to be one of those moments where the oh, crowd is just yep. going to erupt as soon as the bell rings. So And the pop that Hangman got when he came out after yeah. the, the, during that segment or whatever, it's like you, you're reminded like, oh, no, this dude's a big deal. Like he, he is 100% our champion. Everyone's behind him, and everyone's behind this Daniel Bryan heel turn. I know on, uh, I think, Busted Open, he said that it's not a heel turn. He's just being more aggressive, but... In this storyline, he's playing the heel. He dropped so. the fickle line. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Hysterical. Hysterical. But, Ant, what would you think about everything? Um, I love, and yeah, Ed, I was about to say that, too. At least AEW has a dentist in the house. I didn't know Britt Breaker was a dentist. They don't mention it at all. Um, <laughs> but Do you think I, she's uh, back there with Doc Samson? Yeah, like, whatever is, like, yeah, a tooth we'll thing. He's like, all right, Doc, let me in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking... she's got her. She's got to have a kit with her. She's got to have, oh, like, God, a to-go yeah. kit. Like a to go dentist. Well, you know, like when that happened, like uh, like if that would have happened at the end of the night, like you know, she's packing up her stuff. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with people afterwards, and then I got my flight in the morning. So she's like packing her bag, and then she looks up and she sees a tooth, and she's like, she goes and she unpacks her yeah. kit, and she's like, all right, I'll meet you in the Adam. I gotta room. stay. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. late. I um, yeah. I, I I love this aggressive side of Brian Danielson. I fucking love it, it and the tooth just added to it. Um, Cabana was my least favorite match I was looking forward to of Danielson's, right? Because like we get Prez and then we get, you know, Silva, um, and then we get, uh, Stu, right? Mm-hmm. Like we get the whole fucking crew that can wrestle. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, Cole Cabana, I mean, he's good. I don't know. I, he just has never done it for me. So I was happy to see him get his face kicked in. Um, I was just, I'm really enamored by the fact that somehow, some way, Brian Danielson makes people boo him. Like, it's incredible, it's, right? Because I still watch him like, God, he's fucking the best wrestler in the world. Right. And then he does something. And I didn't even like Cole Cabana. I'm like, God, what a scumbag. Like, I, got <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, I just, I, I love it. And I, I like this WWE stuff. Um, and, and we, yeah, that I do the underdog story. I can see that. But to me, um, yeah, he's not an underdog. He's the best wrestler in the world. And he, the, the beauty of AEW is they're putting him in everyone's hometown. So they know he's going to get mostly booed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who's from Atlanta? Which again, uh, um, Alan Angels and Anna J. So Anna he's J. probably fighting Anna J next week. Okay, so Anna J for sure. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That'd be hot. Um, yeah, no, I think it's Alan Angels is from. But Atlanta. he he is the master of his craft, Jeff. I agree, and that is Our why AEW is the best company because they're doing something smart again where they know wrestling crowds follow trends so if it becomes cool to boo Brian Danielson they realize that even after he does this whole dark order thing about in their hometowns by the time he gets to hangman page that crowd's going to be 100% hangman page right yeah i think that's the beauty of booking i think it's smart I love that they're doing it, and I love that Danielson looks like a threat that we don't know if Hangman's going to have a successful defense, right? Like, we all think he is, but is he? Like, that's a guy that if they put the belt on him, I'm not like, why did they put the belt on Brian Danielson? Like, we wouldn't all be like, what the fuck? We'd just be like, holy shit, like, that happened. And AEW loves shocking people. You know, everyone's got a lengthy title reign. Do I think Hangman deserves a lengthy title reign? Yes, but eventually molds get broken. Yeah, I, don't, I think Hangman's going to be the one to break the mold, whether it's to Danielson or to MJF. MJF. I can see him losing it at double or nothing. I think the story was the 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 climb for Hangman, mm-hmm. and he doesn't necessarily need the title for a long time, especially considering Jericho held it for a while. Yeah, uh, you know, um, Mox then Moxley it. held it for a while, and then Kenny held it for almost a year. So I think maybe mm-hmm. Hangman. I mean, it sucks for him, but I think that he he'll be the short one. And then the one after it will kind of go. They are on year three, right? Because they just had their two year anniversary when we were in Philly. They are on year three, and they've only had three, four champions. champions. Yeah, four. It's because they know how to treat a world title like a world title. Now they have four, but they (laughs) had three. Yeah, world titles mean something in this company. It's great Mm -hmm. to see. Oh, it does. But at the same time, if you want a real sports feel, like they say, and this is me. Again, just playing devil's advocate because I think the show is more interesting when we don't all agree on everything. Um, is in the UFC or in other fights in boxing, I could be the champion for five years and I just got to get caught once and then I'm not. Oh, the I champion stop watching anymore. boxing now, you know yeah. <laughs> but like in UFC, so all titles mean something. But in the UFC, when Ronda Rousey went ran through everyone and when she lost the belt, everyone was like, Holy, fuck. right? Mm-hmm. Like. It just takes one match. It takes one fight. And if you're going with the real sports feel, how many times, you know, are you watching the NFL? And it's, man, any given Sunday, this can happen. Mm -hmm. 
that unless you're is, a Jets fan and I mean, then it never happens. Yeah, and that's every that's every single yeah. Sunday. I don't believe every, um, like the belt should I don't believe the belt should be held. Like every every reign's gotta be no. a long reign. If it warrants a good title change, then hundred percent I'm for it. I, mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes like Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't hold the belt long all the time. And Sa- some of his Sasha shorter reign some of his shorter reigns were more memorable than the longer reigns. It's all about the story that you tell. Right, like Sasha Banks is a prime example, but it's all about like the story you tell within that title reign. Not everyone needs to hold a title for a year. Do I like that they value their championships? Yes, I love it. But at the same time, everyone's expecting now Hangman to be the champion to All Out or the champion till next year's Revolution. You got to break that mold to make shocking things like oh this can this can fucking change in the drop of a hat you don't you don't know what's going to happen with AEW and I think they're really good with doing that with television and if they do it with a championship I think it even furthers the company even more like to the point where you're like okay like anything can happen on dynamite or rampage I think you guys have to yeah. give a big shout out in the chat right now cuz uh I know we've incorporated the rant with ant logo here I think someone in the chat. Yeah, we see Issa. What's up, Issa? Shout out to Issa in the chat. Shout out to Wade in the chat. Shout out, Shout out to Ascended. Jeff, Jeff Ascended, Allie. Adam, Allie, Jackie, Infinity. Strange, Infinity. Jackie, Mama POV. Edward. Ed. Adam. Yeah, big shout out to the Rant Foundation. Mm, that lasted about <laughs> as long as my sex life. We'll be back in January. That means this January. <laughs> They're going to be back. You never know when we'll be back. The one thing about <laughs> Ramp Foundation is you never know about Ramp Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was a um, big supporter of you guys. I remember going to, I remember watching every show. And I'm like, this. I'm so hyped for this. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, it was fun. The product fucking sucked ass, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. All I right? thought it was like, good. There, no, like our product was better than the product we were watching. Was oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so any final thoughts on this week's? AEW Dynamite and the stuff that's going forward. I'll start with you, Ant. Kyle, I'm just so glad that I got you so wound up like I do in our regular chats. So if anyone hangs out with us, this is such a normal thing that I'll get Kyle riled up. Then Kyle gets Jackie riled up. This is not hatred. This is this is like this is like this is discussion. This is wrestling discussion. I love getting it. We could sit here and go like Oh yeah, this is a great episode of Dynamite. Because and a lot of times (laughs) there's there's shit that I'm like Oh, we would work with you anytime, Issa. Um, Maybe. There's there's just, you know, for me, there's times that I agree, but I have to take the other end if my brain's going that way because it creates a discussion and it creates like a, a show that I don't want to listen to a show where everyone agrees. Like to me, it's like, okay, why why isn't this just a one-person show then? Um, but tonight's Dynamite was great. Um, I love having wrestling before Thanksgiving because, like, I'm not a big drinker. Everyone's out there getting hammered shit face. And I sat there with my best friends and I watched pro wrestling and it was a fun show. Um, I fell asleep for like four minutes, which was awkward. And I came down and missed all the entrances. I was like, oh, the title match is on or the I mean, oh, the main events on already. But it was a really, really fun night. And Mm. and again, if you just take one segment that CM Punk MJF is going to be one of the most memorable events of the year. Speaking of memorable events of the year, get ready for the first ever Elite POV award show 
Oh, mm-hmm. we decide that's happening tonight. Yeah. Um, that will be coming at the end Our of the year, end of obviously. The year's um, but you guys will be voting on wrestler of the year, um, match of the year, feud of the year, promo of the year, which is yeah. probably going to be the one from tonight. Let's be honest. Do I got to wear uh, a suit? You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna make a whole big Google document. We're gonna have we're gonna put it out there. We're gonna wear um, pro- we're gonna wear fancy clothes. I'm gonna wear a suit. Of course you are. I will not be wearing a suit. Yes, I'll I did it one time. Yeah. Um, well, right now you look like the fucking bad guy in Home Alone. You look like Joe Pesci. I do. Like, yeah, you gotta, yeah, what are you yeah, gonna yeah. fucking do, bro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not lying about that. But yeah, so look, keep a lookout for that on our social media. Uh, Kyle, any final thoughts for this week's dynamite? Uh, it was dynamite. It was great. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. Um, see a lot of people in the chat like saying like, "Oh, I'd love to have a drink with you guys." Well, well, speaking of. Uh, make sure you guys are signed up to our Patreon because a special uh, you want to see another side of us kind of thing. We're going to have a, a pretty good, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but we're going to have a uh, an, a, a really fun episode where we're just sitting and shooting the shit and drinking so you guys can get f- a, a glance at firsthand of what it's going to be like when we all are together and we're all partying at an AEW event in the weekend. It's um, called at chicago 2022 because we're all going there yeah so as soon as uh as soon as we get a date in mind keep an eye on the patreon thank you to all Mm -hmm. our patrons shout out to our patrons yeah thank you everybody patreon.com slash elite pov great stuff coming we got even more stuff amazing nwo style shirt that infinity made Yep. One of my only available shirts. on yep. Patreon. You got to be in the five hour tier, and then you can get a shirt for eighteen bucks. Yep. Um, that's as low as we can go. Sorry, guys, I wanted to make it cheaper, but they won't let us. Yes, <laughs> Kelly, as the our plans are as a entire team going yeah. to all out. We're gonna try to make it a an annual thing because, of course, we are all spread out as a team, different states. Kyle's in a different country, so uh, we're gonna try to do it. That is our once a year hangout. So. All out, book your tickets because we will be there. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely happy. J- Jackie has the best smile, though. She does, but she's not here, so you have to look at my smile. So welcome to the real world, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, guys, join the Patreon. We got a lot of fun shit coming up. Um, Top Girl Talk will be coming out next month mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. in probably like two weeks, we'll probably record that with uh, Jackie and Jamie. I'm going to have my AEW journey coming out and E Federation fans. If you like GOW, if you like, wow, you're not going to want to miss what me and Kyle are doing. AEW ground zero. It's going to be your dream matchups once a month. And Hey, maybe I'll just be drunk JR and I'll just, Oh my God, what a, what a, suplex. and I might just do that the whole fucking time. I don't know. It depends what I'm doing. I sign up for that. I want to um, see, see that. I'm going to wear a cowboy hat. God. I do have an update yeah, on the Patri- Patreon. That is um, Sammy Guevara. I'm going to call him Hooventut Guerrera. Um, <laughs> I do have an uh, So, unfortunately, there was an... I don't know how there was an error, but uh, me and Strange sat down. Jamie Strange, our social media coordinator. We sat down and did a snack crate episode. And for some reason... I don't know why. I guess the the gods just didn't want us to record it. Two minutes in, it decided to cut out, and it it's we, because we you guys are the snack. We snack we did an entire open up a snack crate episode, 
and it cut out the two minutes. I don't know what happened. I couldn't have touched the, the screen because it cuts out at when I'm holding the box in the air. So how it cut out still baffles me. Technology, I man. I just don't know what happened. Unfortunately, I, I, I've sat there and thought about having to piece it together with something with Jamie, but we're just going to nix it, toss it, and then when we get another snack, Craig, because we did subscribe to it, we'll release another one out to Patreon. So sorry to anyone that was expecting that. And to make up for that video, I was talking to everybody beforehand. So at some point this month, when I get it, I, actually this Wednesday, I'm going to record it. I'm going to show you guys my wrestling collection for all Patreons. Ooh. We're going to make it available for everybody. If you're signed up for Patreon, even at the $1 tier, I'm going to give you this video just showing you the stuff that I have, <laughs> the 8x10s, the the autograph titles, whatever. I'm just going to show you guys my collection. I will be recording it next week, next Wednesday. And you guys will catch a new episode of Rant on Wrestling over on our YouTube this weekend. You guys want me to talk about Kenny Omega's run with the title and I think one of the best runs in AEW short history. Um, so I'll be covering that. So that will be coming out probably early next week. I will record it on Saturday. Yeah, nice. And if you guys want to follow the show, it's at Elite POV. If you want to buy some of our great merchandise, it's ElitePOVmerch.com, Patreon.com slash ElitePOV. Elite POV clips on Twitch. See, Jackie, I remembered. It's always you who brings it up. <laughs> but I remembered this time. If you guys want to follow me personally, it's at Philium Elite. Kyle, let them know where they can follow you. You can follow me at All Elite Kyle, where I tweet daily about trying to get Jamie Hader's first Twitter like. It's going to happen one day, y'all. I guarantee you guys right now, I'm getting to Jamie Hader's first Twitter like. Actually, even if it's just a retweet, I think I'd be happy, to be honest. <laughs> at this yeah, point. Yeah, just attention. You just want attention. Just give me a retweet, Jamie. That's all I'm asking. Just notice me. Just notice me. I'm going to become yeah, the exactly. biggest Jamie Hader mark on the face of this planet. But, become uh, it you already are <laughs> yeah in the short two weeks even though I've, yeah. I've always been a fan just i've become a mark now so <laughs> yeah um and where can they follow you uh ant underscore is underscore elite follow me to have me um you'll see a lot of tweets about bryce harper's beard i'm my <laughs> man crush on bryce harper yeah <laughs> uh a lot of jade a lot of ty conti and um a lot of bad jokes about Vince McMahon and puke. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. <laughs> He's got a puke. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite POV. Well, whoa. What? Me and Ant oh, were doing it. Me and Ant were doing it. Have you? It's, listen, it is so hard to remember to do that. All right. Why? Close our the show. It's our thing. We have three initials. <laughs> All right, elite P O V. Thank you for listening. And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. <laughs>